0: Good morning, good afternoon or good evening. Today is Monday, August 22nd, and you are listening to Rocket City Live.
1: everyone. Welcome to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bolcher, And
0: I'm Brett Goodman. And
1: we come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. We're going to hear a familiar parable from Luke's Gospel today. But before we get to that, let's begin with prayer.
0: Let us pray. Lord God, we thank you. You are a God who rejoices with us, who seeks us out, who holds us who calls us to righteousness and brings forth redemption in our lives. We pray this all in your name. Amen.
1: Amen. Friends, listen to the story of the lost sheep from Luke's Gospel, the 15th chapter, verses 1 through 7. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus. And the Pharisees and the scribes, they were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So Jesus told them this parable. Which one of you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God.
0: Sarah, how are you, and what's been bringing you joy lately?
1: I'm okay. Um, I think what's been bringing me joy is at the time of recording this, we had our big fall kickoff this past Sunday, rally day. Mm -hmm. We had like – I just felt like a packed house, and the energy was so good. And we did the blessing of the backpacks. And I think my favorite thing is you read a children's story to the kids, Mm And it was a long story, and so you, rightfully so, you were like, "I'm going to skip some pages," and they were like, "No!" They was, needed to hear Pastor Brett read the whole thing. It
0: was so stressful; it was the most I've ever been yelled at in church.
1: Listen, um, <laughs> nothing gets my heart rate up faster than a children's sermon. True. Nothing scares me more. Um, true. So yeah, I just feel like I count that as exercise because <laughs> I hit a target heart rate quick. <laughs> What's bringing you joy, Brett. Oh, you know what else brings me joy? That you're here. Oh, that you're back in town. Thank you. Uh,
0: it is so good to be back in Huntsville. Uh, and it's nice that the weather this week has taken a break from being a thousand degrees to welcome me home. So that's wonderful. Uh, but I... Yeah, it's good to be back. Rally Day was just an incredible Sunday of getting to see some people I've missed. We've traveled during the summer. Um, we had lots of wonderful children. And it was just a... um yeah, the blessing of the—it's of quote-unquote blessing of the backpacks, but it's really a blessing of the children. Um, yeah. And that, uh, that you led right after the story when the whole congregation uh, lays hands and prays and blesses the children. I just—and the children bless each other. I just yeah. think that that is— it's just the, the best of church to uh, witness. Yeah. It's um, holy. It's it holy. is. Um, and
1: I love the way our church loves these kids. Oh, yeah. I really do.
0: Oh, yeah. So wonderful. But to our uh, scripture, can you give us a little context on this passage? Why, do you, why are the Pharisees grumbling? Why are they upset with Jesus when he gives this story as a response?
1: So short answer for the Pharisees' question is they're human and they think everything's about them.
0: Uh-huh. Yep, 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 <laughs> yeah. yep, yep. So
1: what I'm saying to you is that I could be a Pharisee.
0: <laughs> we all uh-huh. can
1: be. Uh, so the whole of Luke's gospel is really the widening of who this gospel project is for. Mm. It's like the the breaking of barriers. And so Jesus, over and over again, is less concerned with those who are trying to live in the way of god those who are really just trying to obey god's laws um he does have a message for them but he also says all you people who are outside of the law and outside of this community it's for you too Mm -hmm. and that is exemplified by this phrase tax collectors and sinners tax collectors were widely hated considered greedy um and sinful and then just these sinners who you know, haven't done everything right. And so the Pharisees are grumbling because who is this person that wants to talk to them? Um, And so I think that's the context that gets us to this passage. What do you think about these poor old Pharisees and they're grumbling?
0: Yeah. You know, the Pharisees, I think specifically in this passage are doing what's I'm I'm probably guilty of sometimes, and I think we all have been in the church of, you know, the Pharisees are concerned about Jesus denigrating the holiness of God, the holiness code of of meeting of of not even just meeting with these people, but dining with them in this intimate fashion, uh, that that Jesus uh, is Saint, is essentially being. Uh, is is knocking at some of their traditions. Uh, Maybe possibly he does it at certain points of knocking at the law of Moses um, in order to bring people in. Uh, And the Pharisees are doing what sometimes we are guilty of in the church, of making sure we have to defend God and make sure that we hold God up um, in a certain way. And Jesus... uh, and, and Jesus sees that concern and responds with this story, right? It's not that Jesus just dismisses it and it's like, oh, you you guys don't get it. But he, this story is a response to that concern about yes. uh, the, us not being concerned enough about the holiness of God.
1: You know, it's funny, too, because Jesus tells this parable about the lost sheep, um, and I want to also say that. Several years ago, when the Black Lives Matter movement first began, um, before it was really a political issue, when we had so many black people who were dying at the hands of police, it seemed like, you know, that movement was not um, that black people are more important. It was that black people were in danger. Mm -hmm. They were the sheep Mm -hmm. who were, uh, black men in particular, who were out and they were in danger. And so we were being asked to rally around them. Mm -hmm. And so the way that played out, good, bad, or otherwise, I don't care. But Mm -hmm. I think that was the initial impetus. Um, And the other thing is, is that, you know, at the last, when Jesus kind of sums up this parable, he says, more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than 99 righteous persons there's some irony in there because guess what? None of us are righteous, Mm -hmm. not a single one. Mm -hmm. And so the Pharisees can pretend like they are, Mm -hmm. but the truth is that we are all sinners and Jesus came to save the lost. Mm -hmm. And um, I just think that's really lovely. And the Pharisees are so human. I think it's so indicative that they're grumbling Instead of engaging him in open debate, because isn't that how we do it? We just grumble (laughs) and do this kind of like death by um, character assassination and a thousand comments. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think there's this real humanity to this text.
0: I love that, uh, of, of the, the irony at the end, but it's also an invitation, right? Uh, if, if none of us are righteous, including us as, uh, including you as Pharisees, us as Pharisees, that even in the, um, uh, wandering of pride, uh, and, and gatekeeping, uh, that, uh, you can still repent of that and there is joy in heaven. Um, and, and so not only is it a, a call to go out and seek the lost, but it's also an invitation to repent in our own brokenness and receive the joy that comes with Christ in mm-hmm. that repentance.
1: And we really like to think too that repentance is a one and done. Yeah, it's yeah. not. No, you know, there's going to be joy in heaven when I turn from some of the things that I know are sinful in my life. I don't feel the need to tell y'all what all they are, <laughs> uh, right? But when I, um. When I focus on things that don't matter as much, and I turn back toward God, there is rejoicing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's actually a it's a continuum that we live our whole lives.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a continual about face into the light, right? Of we yep. just love to wander into that dark closet, and then it's a turn back and walk towards the light, and then we wander back again, and then it's a an about face, and it's just a it's that journey like that. Over and over again.
1: And I think the last thing I want to say, and this leads us into our ending quote by Henry Nowen, which is, you know, the whole of this story is that the Pharisees are comparing. They're comparing themselves to others, and they are thinking that God's love is based on that. And Henry Nowen says into that, I have have to let go of all comparison, all rivalry and competition and surrender to the Father's love this requires a leap of faith because i have little experience of non-comparing love i can only remain in the resentful complaint that results from my comparisons but in the light of god i can finally see my neighbor as my brother as the one who belongs to me as who belongs as much to god as i do But outside of God's house, brothers and sisters, husbands and wives, lovers and friends become rivals and even enemies, each perpetually plagued by jealousies, suspicions, and resentments.
0: Hmm. Thank you all for being with us. We'll be back again on Wednesday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen.